0: Let's talk a little bit about variant number six. This is the MCOC and Me podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rossi. Hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas yesterday. I know it's been very different and a very tough year with a pandemic and everything, but I hope wherever you are in the world, you were able to communicate or see your loved ones either near or far. So with that being said, um, big shout out to my MCOC family. Hope everybody had a great day. Variant six, loved it absolutely loved it. I beat the whole thing last night. Totally worth it. Found it to be my my second favorite variant next to number four. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about what makes this variant so good and um, why I feel it's a a very good um, piece of content that you can clear in a very efficient manner. And it's not too challenging for a lot of players, unlike variant one, which totally blows. I hate it. I hate it. And I hate it, but I'm going to get it done. I don't know when, but it'll get done. So before I dive into my uh, breakdown of Variant 6, quick shout out to Professor Puck, who sent a very, very, very fortunate Greater Gifting Crystal to me the other day. I opened it up, there was a five-star nexus in it, and it unveiled Dr. Doom, who I finally have been able to get as a five-star so, Professor Puck, thank you so much, brother. Thanks for being a fan of the show. You're the man. So, let's talk about what makes Variant 6 awesome. I'm going to kind of give like a quick breakdown about the Variant itself, uh, my MVPs that helped me just wreck shop on this thing, the highlights, and maybe a low light or two. We'll see. So, the main theme of Variant 6 is hashtag villain. Basically, villains thrive here and heroes die. And they die quickly. I'm talking like there's a penalty that they have. It's like a power drain looking icon, but it takes their health away in a matter of seconds. So, not really a good place to bring in your Archangel, your Domino, Captain America Infinity War. They got to take a backseat. Bring in the bad guys and the bad girls. Because they are going to wreak havoc Across every chapter of this piece of content. Now, there is a kicker, like I said, with the hashtag, because you gotta pay attention to who is and who isn't a villain. And there's a couple that are surprising. Like for example, Red Cyclops is a villain, if you did or did not know that. Um also um the Thanos family, they don't count. They're just part of Thanos' army, so can't bring in Corvus, you can't bring in, Corvish, you can't bring in Ebony Maw, you can't bring in Proxima or Call Obsidian, unfortunately. And surprisingly enough, and this is what's interesting, you can't bring in Symbiote Supreme. He's just a symbiote, not a villain. I thought he was. And I was very much looking forward to using him, but uh, when I brought him in for one fight, it didn't work out, and he died instantly, and I was kind of like, you know, what the hell is this all about? And then I logged, he doesn't have the the villain hashtag, so... It's not going to work. So if you're kind of unsure about who is and who isn't a villain, go to the Aunt May website. That's Aunt May. M, uh, May is spelled M-A-I. There's a bar uh, that says uh, hashtag villain. Click on it, see who you have in your roster, and bring them accordingly. Um, now, with the heroes part of things, you can still bring them into the quest for synergy purposes, which is what a lot of my MVPs were kind of actually thriving on. But like I said, Don't bring them into the fight unless you kind of want to use them to maybe like just chip away a little bit at a very annoying opponent, but uh, not worth it. So, MVPs. Now, some of these are going to be really obvious, and some of them may surprise you. So, here they are. Abomination. Rhino. Carnage. Venom. Ghost. Void. Dr. Doom. Mojo, Sentinel, Apocalypse, Red Magneto, and Omega Red. I found these champions that that were that I just listed to be the the best of the best in terms of just clearing a lot of lanes and making my life really easy. um Rhino, especially, and I'll talk about him in my highlights section, was a very, very nice surprise. Um, same thing with carnage. I hadn't really played as him in a while, but there's a very almost dedicated lane to him. And, um, he cleared it in a matter of minutes. Uh, apocalypse is really cool, especially with, um, red magneto and Omega red because of the horseman synergy. And that will actually help you out through kind of an annoying lane. If you don't have the right people. And I'll discuss that in my low light section, but, um, Here's a couple of other MVPs I brought along for synergy purposes. Some of them are heroes, like I had mentioned before, but they will really help you out, um, especially if you're up against an opponent that might give you a little bit of trouble and you want to use things just to kind of you know tilt the odds in your favor. Uh, I brought along Mr. Fantastic f- for his pre-fight ability and also the synergy that he has with Dr. Doom. It really enhances his shock and his um, incinerate ability, so... If you're on a path where it's like, hey, there's a, um, a bonus for shock and fire damage, having Reed Richards and Dr. Doom together is really going to be cool. Plus, if you're also um, fighting a champion that gains power really quickly or gains health really quickly or has a damage over time uh, debuff that can be really annoying, bringing the pre fight ability of Mr. Fantastic will help you out big time. Uh, I always kind of brought the Nick Fury and the Quake Synergy just in case. I kind of got a little, uh, slip up in the beginning of the fight. We all know what that does. It gives you three evade charges, so it's a really cool insurance policy. Heimdall, just because, you know, you want to have that one last little bit of 1% health in case you kind of shit the bed during a fight. Uh, Red Goblin was really great for the Carnage Synergy, uh, for the one path I'm going to talk about in my next section, um... The Red Guardian and MODOK synergy for Abomination. Poison damage for days and critical hit damage for days as well. And then finally, the Cable with Apocalypse synergy. Now, the cool thing about this is that with Apocalypse, he has to gain these charges throughout different fights. But if you bring Cable along, um, it can make the Four Horsemen uh, pre-fight ability just happen really quickly. So, it's a very neat factor, especially if you have Omega Red or Red Magneto in your group because if you can activate their Horseman ability sooner than later, it makes life really, really easy. So, let's go with some highlights. I mentioned Carnage earlier because there is a bleed path, which basically is saying that if the opponent is inflicted with bleed, it will increase the damage that they're going to take, and also the potency increases like tenfold. Carnage was just a lane-clearing beast. Get a couple heavy attacks in there, spam special 1, special 2, watch those yellow numbers go up, and watch that health just go bye-bye on your opponent. Same thing with Abomination. Poison Path has the same rules, so if you bring MODOK and Red Guardian and Abomination... That path is no problem. I brought my four-star, I think, rank two or three abomination, and just by playing cautiously and just attacking when I had an opening, no problems whatsoever. Dr. Doom on the flame path, I mean, (laughs) once you get that special two going, um, it's called a highly flammable uh, node, and once that opponent gets incinerated, done deal. Just burns up. Um another uh highlight was Venom on the armor up and the armor break path. So what goes on there with the node is that if the opponent if if the um attacker has an armor up buff, they inflict a power burn which also inflicts some extra energy damage. If they cause an armor break, it pretty much acts as a permanent power lock. And guess what? Venom can do both of those things. He clears so much of the content in variant 6. It's absurd. I took him up to rank 5 as a five star and then I got him as a rank uh, sorry as a six star. So, <laughs> done deal. Easy, easy, easy. Plus, if you go to Kingslayer's channel, he's got a great video of rank 3 Venom just wiping the floor with anything variant 6. And then another highlight, Rhino in chapter 2.1. Now, Rhino was surprising as an MVP because in the 2.1 chapter, uh, there is a cool little node going on where if the attacker activates Unstoppable or Unblockable, they regenerate health and also put a reverse healing on the opponent. So I had a bunch of fun with my 2 and 3 star Rhino and 4 star Rhino. I think I brought all three of them for this one Chapter and uh oh my god it was so easy like incredibly easy and I'm pretty sure everybody has a rhino in their roster so that's bring them along for that chapter and don't worry about it. Seriously, it's super easy. Um another highlight that I loved a lot too was the rewards because I feel like variants just give some of the best rewards in the game, next to like obviously Abyss of Legends and the Labyrinth. Um rank up gems. A bunch of 6-star and uh, 5-star shards. T5 Basic Catalyst and a 25% crystal for completing the whole thing. A nice 5-star Awakening Gem as well. All this stuff, great resources. Also, great um, chance to open up different crystals. Really enhance your roster. So, the variant rewards are just... um, They speak for themselves. And variant 6. I do love the addition of the 25% crystal. And I also love... That when you complete it initially, you get a um, four to five star, uh, sorry, yeah, four to five rank up, five star gem for a random class. And that's awesome because in previous ones, you had to complete the whole variant 100% to get that. But if you're getting that right at the end of your initial completion, it's awesome. So big, big props to Kabam on that one. Um, Low lights, not a whole lot. The only thing I kind of found annoying was the Thorns path if you didn't have Omega Red, Ghost, or Sentinel. I mean, other than that, real easy. But like I said, everybody's roster is different, so if you don't have those three champions that I mentioned, um, it can be a little bit of an annoying path, because there are a couple of those, and they're just, you know, they're they're easy to conquer, but you gotta have the right people. Um Another low light, I got to say the, the boss battles, um, not that hard. I found variant 5 boss fights to be more challenging and um, a little bit more of a strategy was involved with those as well. But with variant 6, the boss fights are they're pretty straight up. The only one that can be a little annoying is the Daredevil uh, Netflix fight if you don't have a bleed immune champion. But other than that, it's, every boss is really easy. Even the Joe Fix-It kind of a joke. If you just get him in the heavy rotation with Venom, he's not going to gain power because he's going to get the armor break debuff inflicted on him all the time. And you just got to time it out and just keep on cycling those heavy attacks. And guess what? Boom, he's done. So, like I said, not a whole lot of low ice, but I, I think that was just kind of my only gripe was I just maybe had expected a little bit more of a challenge on certain boss fights. And they, they weren't there. But you know what? I'll take it. Uh, because, you know, it's the holidays. I didn't want to put too much effort into it, so whatever. I'll take it. Moving on. <laughs> but um, overall, the verdict of variant six, um, probably the second easiest variant out of the bunch. Um, if you are looking for Kind of a low-speed variant with not a whole lot of headaches involved with it. I would definitely jump into this one. I would avoid variant number one at all costs until your roster is very diverse. But um, variant six was a ton of fun. And I felt like a lot of people in the community, they got it done in a pretty efficient manner. It goes by really quickly. And with all this other content that's been released this month, um, it is nice to have a variant that does not require too much time. Um, But real quick... And I'm going to mention a uh, fellow uh, MCOC summoner. Her name is Hana. She's over in Japan, but um, I saw she had a post and I commented on it and we kind of struck up this little friendship and she just became Cavalier and she was wondering, you know, what what should I do next? Um, Should I explore more of Act 6? Should I do variants? I don't know what to do. And I just told her, like, listen, go do the variants. Um, There's a ton of rewards. The nodes are kind of like appetizers for a lot more of what's to come in act 6 and with act 7. And you can really kind of rank up and expand your roster and acquire new champions very very quickly. And you know, if you really take the time to kind of research the variants, see all the other content that's out there for videos, guides, whatever have you, um it'll make going through these a lot easier. You'll save some units and it'll answer a lot of questions that you have regarding who to bring in why and also what I love about them too is that they also encourage awakening and ranking up of certain champions now I know that sometimes certain resources are not as available but if like for example in variant number five I found myself ranking up my Dr. Voodoo and my guillotine to help me breeze through the mystic part of it in variant six um, I ranked up my venom finally got Dr. Doom, and I was shocked that Rhino was going to become my MVP. So like I said, variants, if you're not doing them, you're kind of selling yourself short. Jump in there, take the time to do them. You're going to get a lot of beneficial rewards and also experience out of doing them. That's all I got to say about that. I hope everybody has a great weekend, and I will see you next time on the MCOCME podcast. This is Zach Rossi. Have a good one.